welcome to the Commons, where we strive to bring back reasoned debate in, to- in politics. At the Commons, democracy starts with you, and we hope that together we can shape the future of politics in our country. We are a nonpartisan organization with members on the left, the right, and everything in between. We share a vision that seeks to hold our representatives in government to a higher standard, and you can be a part of it. If you enjoy what you hear today, follow us on Twitter at the Commons 10 or check out our website, www.thecommons.com. This is a Commons podcast, The Common Denominator, where we break down candidate arguments, offer a score based on the excerpt in question, and discuss how you can experience more reasoned debate in your life. Uh, the, the scores that we give the candidates are going to be helpful over time in creating a system where you can judge for yourself which candidates are better or worse based off of uh, your beliefs system. discussion today comes from a candidate running for Virginia's 10th Congressional District, Rob Jones. The uh, episode that we'll be looking at um, right here is an argument from his interview on the Larry O'Connor Show on dated February 29th, 2020. Throughout this episode, Jones talks about his plans, why he's a good candidate, and he takes a few uh, ideas here, uh, a few shots at Jennifer Wexton, uh, the Democratic candidate uh, who is actually currently in the position, uh, and he's, he's running against her. He aligns her with a supposedly undesirable ideology and attacks uh, that ideology. Some of his weak evidence is provided, but Jones appears to focus more on a narrative than on an evidence-based discussion of policy. Um, I'll read the transcript uh, from this interview, and then we'll break that down for you. Jones begins uh, a portion of this interview. He says, the best way to help the people from my home was to give them a representative that they can believe in, that they can trust, uh, that they know is going to fight to keep us on the path, uh, continued prosperity, and uh, fight every day to protect the Second Amendment, and to fix the transportation congestion that we have to make the health care uh, free market, and our current representative doesn't do that. Um, the interview continues, and it moves around to him raising money as a amputee, being a Marine, and his character generally. Uh, he continues, my background is going to be one that inspires people from this district. Uh, you know, it's one of selflessness and sacrifice and overcoming. I do believe that that's going to help me galvanize the base and win over people, too, that, you know, didn't vote for us last time or that don't usually vote for us. Um, and it's going to help me re-seize control of what the narrative uh, about what a repu- Republican is. And so that's why, you know, that's how this story is going to help me in this race. O'Connor asks him, uh, later in this interview, listen, what is Jennifer Wexton going, getting wrong in representing the people of the 10th? What will Rob Jones do differently? Jones responds, you know, just about everything. He laughs. Um, so as you know, she kind of ran as a moderate representative and she has just gone fully into the left. I mean, you look at her voting record, she votes with AOC, you know, 94 something percent of the time. And she's taking us in this direction where we are having more government control, um, and we all know where that leads. That leads to socialism, and we all know where socialism leads, uh, and that's to, you know, basically a ruined country. So we need to stop that in its tracks and take us back to the free market and uh, personal responsibility and individual liberty. O'Connor asks, what would your first priority be for the people of the 10th? 
Jones responds, the first thing I want to uh, do, uh, the first thing I want to take a bite out of is going to be the transportation and congestion problem that we have. Um, and I'm glad you asked about the committee because my first act upon winning the election is going to be, you know, lobbying as hard as I can to get on the transportation and infrastructure committee so that we can make sure that uh, we are getting the funding that we need to help this issue. And then I'm going to start working on a plan that I have. Um, I don't want to explain the whole thing, but basically I have a plan that's going to incentivize a federal carpooling uh, that doesn't actually add any more to the federal budget. So this is the section, this is the... Uh, content that we're going to review today in that interview. Uh, his overarching claim is that constituents should vote for himself, uh, Rob Jones, because Wexton is an unworthy leader. More or less, that's, that's where he's going with this argument. His three sub-claims are that Wexton is untrustworthy. Virginia 10 needs a representative fighting for prosperity, the Second Amendment, free market health care, and less congestion. Wexton does not do this. His second sub-claim is that Wexton is very far left. And his third subclaim is that Wexton is pushing for socialism and that this is undesirable. His first claim, Wexton does not fight for the Second Amendment, free market health care, or less congestion. Uh, he does not offer any support because this is a negative claim. Uh, a dearth of material from Wexton might be sufficient to support Jones, as this is essentially what he claims. However, any evidence to the contrary disproves Jones. Wexton's website does not lay out her stances on any of these issues. Um, but a cursory review of her voting over the last months shows no evidence that whether uh, that she is for or against any of these issues that uh, Jones claims. It does show that she um, uh, voted against Trump administration uh, resolutions affecting Medicaid. The details were not shown on her website. Um, so there is some light evidence there for, that she might be against some more free market health care plans. Um, Per the above, one might infer that Jones have some validity to his claim that Wexon does not support free market health care, but the, he should offer additional support since she is simply supporting an existing system as they have been in place. Um, as to the next claim, Jones wants to correct the narrative about what a Republican is. Um, there's no implication that there's a false narrative out in there is an implication that there's a false narrative out in the ether as to what a, a Republican is, but what that narrative currently is is not discussed, and how Jones is going to correct it is not discussed. Uh, what could lead to an interesting discussion is ignored by Larry O'Connor, um, who seemed like a rather um, sympathetic host who, who wasn't uh, pushing really hard to, to uh, have Jones explain his ideas or his positions. As to the last claim, Wexton ran as a moderate but has moved far to the left. Uh, Jones makes a, a statement. He says that Wexton votes with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez more than 90% of the time. This is a weak and fallacious argument. A measure of how far we left Wexton has moved should be measured by how far left she actually votes on the issues that she has voted, not by how she votes compared to another person. Uh, Jones might be using a heuristic to make his point as opposed to memorizing where Wexton has voted. Um, and knowing the specifics of where she's voted would strengthen Jones's claim. He also says that she's taking us in a direction of more government control. This is used a little bit of a, as a support, but also as a claim. Jones gives no specific evidence or even examples of how Wexton is voting to increase government control. Jones advocates later in the interview to increase fun, funding for infrastructure, uh, and this would seem to conflict, conflict with his view that government should have less control. 
Uh, so he, he self-contradicts in this in a interview and in this excerpt from the interview that, that we look at. He states that government control leads to socialism, but no support is given. You know, he speaks of this claim as if it is a common truth. Although Jones could make a cogent argument to support his claims, his gross generalization is a logical fallacy. He also says that socialism leads to a ruined country. No support is given to this statement. A distinction between socialist, democratic socialist, and other ideologies would lead to a more productive argument from Jones. Alternatively, he could give examples of countries where socialism has not worked and rebut examples of where, he, where it has. He does not do this, however. So as far as the scoring of an argument, the common denominator seeks to create a objective method for scoring. When we look at an argument, we, we look at seriousness, factual basis, claim versus evidence relationships, contradictions, logical fouls, and the inescapability of the claim or whether um, at the end, whether enough evidence that was necessary and or sufficient was presented. Um, Jones succeeds on two of his uh, claims as far as he gives evidence for two of his three claims and so he fails in his seriousness to present evidence. Whether his evidence is factual or plausibly acceptable to a third party, um, he does offer evidence for the one claim uh, that he does give evidence for. or the one claim that he does give evidence for, it does seem like it could be reasonable to a third party. Uh, This is referring to when he speaks about AOC and the voting of Jennifer Wexton. This evidence is not seen as relevant based on the common denominators because the the evidence should relate directly to the claim instead of dragging in a third person. Because... Jones contradicts himself. We decided to deduct a few points there. Um, The the fact is that everyone uh, contradicts themselves on day-to-day issues. Um, And so we've we've decided that as a person contradicts him more and more, the idea that they're a reasonable person, that they're able to construct arguments and that they should be listened to, uh, becomes smaller and smaller. There is a logical fallacy through generalization, and so he loses some points there. And... His evidence is neither necessary nor sufficient to prove his claims about Jennifer Wexton, and so he receives zero points as far as the inescapability of his claim. The total score um, can range from uh, negative to about 90 or 100, and he receives a score of eight points here. We'll be taking some time in future podcasts to further explain the scoring system and how um, it's standardized, how the steps and methods are, methodology is obtained. Um, but for now, we hope that seeing that he uh, has not offered, he doesn't seem serious about his uh, evidence. It doesn't seem uh, 
to relate directly to his claims that he contradicts himself and makes logical fallacies should be evidence enough to see that so far Rob Jones is not making good progress uh, towards our goals as the common denominators. listening to this episode of the commons common denominator a commons podcast where we break down candidate arguments we hope that you were able to have some thoughtful discussion with your uh, people that are close to you today and we hope that you come back to see us uh, in the future if you liked what you heard today you can follow us on twitter at the commons 10 or check out our website www.thecommons.com take care